mean, it's literally the reason why I always say that hockey is scary is because you're fucking flying around with knives on your feet. Fucking Baraka ass feet. Ash and Zach are super smart. They went to college and learned a bunch of stuff. And Bo and Andrew didn't go to college and were able to sidestep mountains of unnecessary debt. What happens when you put them together and you try to make them learn? Well, grab your friends. Let's listen together on Get Dumped On and Info Dump Podcast. Welcome to Get Dumped On, an Infodump podcast. This is the podcast where four friends get together, we share a little knowledge, we share a little laughs, sometimes we share disagreements, but that's okay. My name is Ash, we are joined here today, as always, with Bo. Say hi, Bo. Hey. Hey, it's me. Bo. Bo in here. Hey, I'm like a plane, I'm a Boeing 575, whatever they're called. Zoom in. Oh, watch out! Over to say hey to Zach. Say hey, Zach. Before, I thought I heard you say share a little ass. I didn't say that, okay. but if you, we can, we can do that later. Um, <laughs> we don't have to talk about that on the podcast. Whoa. Hey, then, hey, hey, this is a Christian show. It is absolutely not. And then jumping <laughs> on us today is the ever elusive upper decker. So rare. It barely ever happens with Andrew. Tell us what we're doing today, Andrew. That's, that's my legal last name is Andrew. Andrew. It's pretty great. It's Jewish. There's going to be emojis on your grave. (laughs) As always, open your mouth, bitches. Get ready for that upper deck. It's coming. I'm ready. You guys have any guesses on what this is about? Zero clue. You have Um, told us nothing. There's going to be fucking food again, isn't it? Goddamn, it's Halloween candy, isn't it? You son of a bitch. No, it's not food. I'm trying to get us out of our food era. Again, like Zach said, we're in the nautical era. We're in the food era. So um, I'll try and bring us back into the nautical era. This is going to be an all nautical podcast. (laughs) Today, we're actually going to be doing a little step back and this is going to be hockey part two. Wow. I have some people to do a hockey one again. It's the spooky time of year. And this year we're going to be focusing this year, this episode, we're going to be focusing on hockey injuries. Ooh, I have three of them for you that are terrible, but also do inspire at the end so i'm trying to keep a theme of of yeah they were bad but also they led to something good okay but they are some of them are pretty pretty terrible like the worst thing ever and also there are hockey injuries that took place during hockey because of hockey not like somebody just passing out because they skated too hard or there's a guy on dallas whose heart stopped when he was sitting on the bench but that was because he had a heart condition not going to cover stuff like that he's fine he actually the the trainers got him back. His name is Rich Peverly. The trainers, one, he passed out. They immediately got to him. They got him to a hospital immediately, and he's actually okay. He did have to retire, but wow. he does still work with the club as a, I think, like a trainer or wow. something, and s- which is pretty great. And so this I'm isn't like okay. when Madison Bumgarner mm-hmm. crashed a quad and broke his collarbone and couldn't pitch. No, yeah. this it, it, Things that took place during hockey games because of hockey stuff. Or was bull riding, too, under a <laughs> fake name as well. I heard about that. That was, that was, that's crazy to think that it's like a professional athlete would do that. Like your whole job is to be good with your body. Why would you do that? Then again, if you're a professional athlete, nothing can hurt you and you're a millionaire. So whatever. Yeah. You know, when you're, when, when you're out there and have thousands and thousands of people cheering at you every night, it's got to goof up. Well, and it's like, you've been playing competitive sports. Since you were a teen and you probably played in college and you were probably very dedicated. Then you got drafted right out of college. So immediately into the MLB where you're just like training all the time. 
never got a chance to do stupid stuff like ride bulls and drive quads. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's 100%. And I know that um, some people who didn't know anything about hockey who listened to the last hockey episode that I did said that it was actually really good. So I'm hoping this one is as good as the last one. It will. I mean, you're pretty good at this, so I'm sure it will be. Yeah. He's just jealous. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew it. I am. That's why I've only done one. And it was great. But I, was, I gave you so much encouragement over the past week. I want you to do another True. one. Uh, you know, I decided this is my final episode. Really? I'm retiring. <laughs> retiring, Bo. That's good. That's good. You got to go out on top. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So hockey has always been a sport of electrifying speed, amazing goals, but b- because of that speed, is devastating injuries happen, and they happen quite often. And you so have knives episode, on your feet. You have knives on your feet, and you're skating as fast really as humanly and possible, and you're hand. smashing into people as fast as you possibly can into some boards that have very little give, and they hurt a lot. I can tell you that because that happens to me all the time. Hmm. And trigger warning in this episode, if you're squeamish, I'm sorry. I'll let you know when the worst one, it's the last one. It's the worst one. <laughs> I will tell you. If you're if you're squeamish, it's it's pretty bad. Oh, I'm 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 so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> so uh on ice injuries, they usually come out of virtually nowhere. It's sometimes they just happen and it's a regular play, but something goes terribly, terribly wrong. I do have a story about my friend Tibor. We, me and my friends, we went out for just a random, you know, they, they call them stick and shoots or puck time where you just go out with your gear and everyone just goes and plays around and it usually turns into a pickup game. So my it's kind of like the hockey equivalent of a driving range. Kind of. Yeah. You, you pay 10 bucks, you go out there, they like free ice for two hours, go have fun. It usually turns into a pickup game. Puck time with the boys. With the boys, for the boys. My friend Tibor came with us once. It was his first time on ice hockey. He knew how to skate, but it was his first time actually like playing ice hockey because he played roller hockey for a long time. His first shift, he jumps over the board, skates to the corner, falls over, broken leg immediately. <laughs> Shit just happens. I have a question. Has Tibor ever had a glass of milk in his life? I hope so, but maybe not. At, He's uh, actually lactose intolerant, so that's why. <laughs> that's racist. That's <laughs> racist for you to ask that question. Uh, but with yeah, hockey, I mean, I've, I've hurt myself a million times. Uh, my knees are completely messed up. I have taken slap shots to the face. I have like the weirdest knees I've ever seen. They Sounds are like you so played weird. professional. Are you professional? I played like almost semi-pro for a little bit. It was pretty good. Um, I recently, I broke one of my fingers. It was like, take your finger, point it out. And then imagine taking a hammer and smashing the end of it. That's what happened to my finger. I've I finished that. the game and I got yeah, a bunch of goals. I've done that too. Yeah, I, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> And I kept playing, even though my doctor told me to stop, and I got a bunch of goals, and we won the championship, so <laughs> joke's on you, doctor. Again, I've been saying this forever. <laughs> Doc- is garbage. Doctors don't know what they're talking about. They give you shit you don't need. Live your life, man. <laughs> saying that for years. My finger's a little so wonky really like now, a man who doesn't go to the doctor. <laughs> uh, also, the I, doctor, tore, I, don't trust I tore two tendons in both of my, or both tendons in my left wrist, which that one hurt a lot. I actually had to stop playing for that one. But hockey, it just sort of happens. Like it, it, it's, it's a very tough sport. However, hockey players always seem to get back up. Call it being tough, call it pride, call it stupidity. But it just, I don't know what, it's the adrenaline. You just get up and you keep playing. Another story, I was, I was on a breakaway once and I got tripped from behind. And the guy who tripped me, we, we ended up grabbing each other. And it's like we we're sliding to the corner as fast as possible. So we grabbed onto each other because we we're like, we're in this together. 
We smashed into the boards. I didn't realize a second defenseman came in and cleared the puck out of the, the center of the ice towards us. The, uh, the referee came over right after, you know, we smashed into the boards and we were like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Referee comes over and he looks at me, he goes, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, totally. I'm fine. We just hit the boards. And he's like, um, are you sure? And I was like, that's weird. So I skated away and I finished my shift. As I was skating, I was like, wow, I'm sweating a lot. I feel wet. And I took my glove. I had a white glove and I just, you know, brushed my face with it. It was all blood. The guy who cleared the puck ended up hitting me in the forehead with the puck and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> Ouch. How thick is your skull, Doc? It's I'm pretty thick. Watch where you're skating, man. And it was a big gash too, so I didn't want to get off the ice, so I pulled my helmet down over it, and it swelled up to where it just like sealed my helmet onto my head. So I finished the game, and I, I looked like a caveman after that for a few weeks because it was just so puffy. It was funny. And head headwinds bleed like a motherfucker. It, it was going. Oh yeah, but that's the story of like hockey players. You just go. I, it doesn't make any sense. Like if you're hurt, stop. But we don't. It's the dumbest thing in the world. So my first story has to do with one of those things where somebody got hurt and you just keep going. There's a man in the 2013 NHL playoffs for the Boston Bruins. They were playing the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Eastern Conference final. If you won this, you go to the finals, which is everything for hockey players, right? Going as hard as possible. Every second counts. Gregory Campbell. This happened in game three. The Bruins took a penalty, which means for those who don't watch hockey, you are down a man for at least two minutes. Now, in the playoffs, every single second counts. You don't want to give anyone a goal. And penalty killers on hockey teams, I always say they're another breed of human because they put their bodies on the line and they really shouldn't have to, but they just do it. Like there's a you, goalie there. You said there. they're called penalty killers? Yeah. So penalty killers, they're... There's guys in the team who are elite scorers, so they usually won't put them on the penalty kill just in case, you know, you get hit with a shot or something. Uh -huh. But there's other guys, they're just grinders. And yeah, they score and they do, you know, hockey, normal hockey stuff, but also their job is to kill penalties. So if there's five guys on the other team and they're constantly shooting against your four guys, their job is to jump in front of pucks and help the goalie, oh, which geez. they really shouldn't because the goalie's there for a reason. But again, hockey's weird. Some dudes just jump in front of stuff, especially with pucks <laughs> going 100 miles an hour. The Bruins were facing the Pittsburgh Penguins in crucial game three. It was this June 5th, 2013. The game was tied 0-0. Campbell was on the ice during the penalty kill, and he's, been, he's known for being just the toughest, one of the toughest guys on the team at this point. He never met me. That's true. He never met Bo. On ice. <laughs> Off ice, I'm sweet. Bo, I've seen you skate, Ooh. and it's hilarious. And, you, you, and I was angry while doing it. It was so. Bo uh, sent a video on once when he went skating, and he was literally standing still with his arms out, and he was just spinning in circles, and I, he like couldn't figure out. Like I, I couldn't control it. I just <laughs> kept going. I accepted my fate, my fate of spinning in circles for the rest of my life. It's where I was going to be a figure skater. It's where I was going to die. <laughs> You're trying to figure out the, the, the way the earth was spinning. <laughs> yeah, if I just follow the earth rotation, I might be able to escape. That's funny. And in the north, uh, the northern hemisphere, do you spin in one direction? And in the southern hemisphere, if we moved you to the southern hemisphere, would you switch directions? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> because of the Coriolis <laughs> It's like toilets. Effect. It's like toilets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> so uh, the Penguins, Evgeny Malkin, he wound up for a slap shot. Now, Evgeny Malkin is an elite goal scorer. And that dude shoots it really, really, really hard. He fired a shot. 
and it hit Campbell's right leg just above the ankle. Ow. Yeah. Ouchie time. Now, there are pads there, but they're not that thick. Like, they're, they, everything hurts. Even if, like, there's pads everywhere on your body. But when you get hit with something, you feel it and it hurts, regardless of how fast it's going. Because, like, it's, there's pads, but they're not bulletproof pads, if that makes any sense. Uh-huh. And in hockey, it's usually up to the refs and the players to, like, together to stop play if someone's injured. If someone gets really hurt immediately, everyone knows, you know, stop. Like, if somebody gets hit in the face with a shot, you know, like, we're stopping play. But if the player gets hurt and shows signs that they're, quote, quote, well enough to continue, the refs will allow the play to continue until pretty much the person keels over. Again, hockey players are tough and stupid. So Campbell gets hit in the leg, despite the excruciating pain that he was clearly in. Campbell, again, was known for his gritty style of play. He refused to leave the ice. He got up on one leg, was hobbling, and was still killing the penalty. He stayed on the ice for an entire minute after that, killed off the penalty. During that time, he was literally skating on one foot, just like shuffling his body so he could move around, and they killed the penalty. Eventually, play was stopped. He was helped off the ice by his teammates and medical staff. And he ended up leaving the game after that. An x-ray after the game revealed that Campbell suffered a broken fibula as a result of the block shot. This man blocked a shot and continued playing for an entire minute blocking shots. That kind of reminds me of when I broke my femur and I tried to stand up. Although I wasn't able to do anything. I was just trying to stand up uh, and thought that my knee was hurting. But actually it was my femur was broken. The, the he I think he knew that something was up because he didn't put any weight on that one leg, but he still was able to pop up on again. You're having you have a knife on your foot, and he still yeah. had the balance to stand up and like do shit. That's that's the actions of a man who doesn't do, know how to do anything besides skate around. And he did it. He absolutely did it. Eat, breathe, skate. My motto. <laughs> do you guys? I wish know I had that sort of singular focus. Is? It's your leg bone, right above yeah, the ankle. Not- it's not, your sh- it's not your shin bone, but it's a very skinny bone that lives right next to your shins on the outsides of your legs. It's a real long and skinny bone that goes from your knee to your ankle. And that motherfucker got it broke. I just got double dumped on. Double dump. Uh, tying, tying back to the body episode yet last time, which I missed, which I do have no, some notes it. on, but I'll save those for later. Just tell them now. Might as well. No, no, no. Uh, you want to... Yeah, uh-huh. let, me finish this. Let, me, let me finish this story first. So yeah, he, oh, okay, broke, he broke his fibula. <laughs> his incredible display of courage and sacrifice in finishing his shift despite having a very severe injury, it became a symbol of the dedication and toughness displayed by hockey players. The Bruins went on to win that game 2-1 to one in double overtime and eventually advanced to the Stanley Cup Finals, where they unfortunately were defeated by the Chicago Blackhawks. But mm. Campbell's huge display of determination and selflessness especially in the face of a huge painful injury really inspires it, the team. It, it really did. It, it, it still to this day remains a huge legendary moment in the NHL. You and guys people call talk it about it all the time. Having a shift on the ice. Is that like when, like when it's your yeah. turn to play and you play, it's called your shift. Yeah. It, yeah. They take a, they get an old tiny punch card when they're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, right, in. Got a clock. I've never all thought, right. I've literally never thought about that. That's exactly what it's called though. <laughs> Just it's your shift. Get on there. I just imagine the hockey player in the in the dugout or whatever it's called looking at his wife who's like, it's the job. And then he the bench slides out of the bench 
clocks in and out. They probably call it that because of like something in the past too. Hockey has a lot of old timey terms because it's been around for, you know, over a hundred years. So that's actually hilarious to think about. I've never thought about why that term is used. I just, that's just always the term that's used, you know? So Brad Marchand, who still plays with the team today, uh, he was actually named this year's captain for the first time, which is pretty great for him. He's also known as the rat because he plays like an asshole. <laughs> Give me the story. He's <laughs> great. Fucking he's, rat. And he, he's great. And he enjoys cheese. Lots of cheese. Oh, he's gosh. Great. <laughs> cheese is so good. I love this man so much. The, he, every time he plays, he's just a fucking dick. And if he's on your team, you love him. But if he's on the other team, he's constantly doing things that aren't illegal and aren't like hurting your players. But he's just being an asshole. Like the other day. There's this new kid in the league. His name is Connor Bedard. He's 18. He's this all the talk of the town. Everyone thinks he's going to be the next big thing. Marshand was there playing. Don't want to talk about that. Marshand was uh, playing against him. Marshand was going to his bench and he hooked his stick around Bedard and started skating to his own bench, eventually almost pulling Bedard onto the bench, pretending like he wasn't doing that. And then tried to kidnap this person onto his bench. It was so funny. What the hell? He's an asshole. I love this guy. But Marchand at the time said, quote, the fact that he took the shot and he couldn't even move, he was still trying to play and get in the lane. He did a great job. He really, we really wanted to play for him, and it just shows his character. He's always battling. He's always doing whatever he has to do, and he's been a huge player for the playoffs so far. So he inspired the team to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. And wow. still, again, it's, it's talked to this day, the guy who broke his leg and finished a shift in the NHL. Incredible. Pretty cool. Now, question for you guys. Yeah. Would you do this? No, absolutely not. No, I, mean, I wouldn't I play be, hockey in the first place. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be a, a hockey a hockey man well, in the first place. Well, that but. depends. That depends. If, am I on the ice? Then yes. Again, you don't want to see me on the ice. Let Off me the ice, let no. me reframe the question. Boy. You're very good at hockey, and you make a lot oh. of money doing it, and you feel half as much less pain as a normal man. Oh, that I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm on the ice. <laughs> that or if what are you the best at? Sleeping. I'm so if you good broke at your leg during sleeping, I just keep would on you going. <laughs> I just keep on going. See, that's the spirit. That's the spirit right there. I We've all got through, a little hockey in us, you know? And I'd ignore the pain and I'd just keep on sleeping. I love it. It's great. That's fantastic. So, uh, my next story this one's kind of a doozy. Uh, but it's. Wait, why do, you have, did... why do you hate our last podcast? Why do you hate Justin on our last podcast? Oh, oh, no. Oh, Justin yeah. was great. Justin yeah, did a what, great job. What did you hate Justin the, so much? He did get the Instagram wrong and nobody corrected him. He said the Instagram was get dumped on podcast, which it's get dumped on pod. And you guys just let him let it happen, which. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know the Instagram title. Very upset with you guys on that one. Here's the thing um, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't like that when you guys were talking about um, pooping so hard that you pass out, nobody like made a reference to like <laughs> seat belts on toilets or something that like those people have to like latch themselves in so they don't fall over and crack their heads or something. There was no safety protocols that you guys threw out, <laughs> which made me very upset. I'm sorry. I, I don't, I don't tend to have OSHA on the mind. And you guys I know do, about I my fucked right up now. knees. Oh. And you didn't talk about my fucked up knees on the podcast when you guys were talking about Toronto. We about you weren't there. Why we were going to talk about your yeah, private why, medical information without you. Talked you talked about me so That's much. That's a HIPAA violation. Well, yeah, but no, not I like ta- your, well, you said not I like died. Your fucked up That's knees. a HIPAA violation. <laughs> I also said a lot of things about you. You did. As far yeah. as I knew, you were dead. As far as I knew, you were dead. You had not, not responded to any of our messages by the time you we You literally said before recording. we started recording today, too, that you're dying. Yeah, I was just so, so tired. At, at, many, at any moment, I feel like you're going to die, and I'm already prepared for it. 
already that's really yeah, sweet but, but i don't need to mourn for you because i'm already i already did I love that. Like, oh. <laughs> but real quick before i move on to my next story yeah yeah i'm dead and uh-huh. i chose you to do my eulogy go oh well see andrew some call him a friend some call him petty i call him both <laughs> lived Ba-dum-ts. how you want to do terribly Always sleepy <laughs> until finally he decided to choose the big sleep of them all, death. Now he can go out on his own terms. Ooh, Sleepy boy and a ghost. I'm a ghost now. <laughs> the end. Bo, that was beautiful. Thank you. I'm, when I die, which will probably probably be soon, <laughs> I want you to do that. Okay, will your wife be fine with that? I think she'll be okay with it. Okay. And then you have she'll to marry her and... and, and Pretend to be me. Like, change your name. Okay. Hey, it's beard. me. I'm, I'm Andrew. Hey, play babe, hockey. go play some hockey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to pull thing. your kneecaps right off. Yeah, yeah. You have to move your kneecaps <laughs> to weird locations on your body. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert for everyone who's listening now. Uh, my kneecaps are in weird spots because of hockey. <laughs> it's like someone put googly eyes on your legs. Or I went to my physical therapist and he laughed at me. <laughs> my physical therapist googly took one look at my knees and went, huh. How are you walking? <laughs> like, oh, those are fucked up. I'm like, yeah, I know. Speaking of fucked up, it happens. Though, my next story. What, what what do you think is like the worst thing that could happen to you on the ice, injury wise? Like, what, uh, what, what would you like, personally? Like, what, would, what would you skates. hate? Uh, femoral well, uh, artery blade. gets cut, and I bleed out in seconds before anyone can save me. Okay, blade to throat, just fucking or decapitation. Mm, like you know yeah. that movie, decapitation. Blades of yeah. Oh blades no, of no, 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 When you do that, uh, that trick, you know what I think would be even worse. Would be getting hit in the teeth with a skate. Oh, that'd be bad. Oh, that's not my too bad. Dick getting cut off. <laughs> I've been hit in the face. Honestly, with pucks. I think I'd rather get my dick cut off than get a skate to the tooth. No, it's not I too bad because like the teeth. You just don't fall need your dick anymore. You've got two kids. Ugh. Yeah, like I'd rather have my dick than teeth. Like I, I've personal opinion. I don't know. But if you get your dick out. cut off, it's ice, and so it'll stay on ice, and then they can just put it back on. That's oh why hockey God. is what great. A good point. <laughs> That's I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just laying on the ice, like trying to protect my, my other tube. Like, gotta keep it cold. Gotta keep it cold. Don't look at me. <laughs> Put it on ice. Oh, wait, it already is. Okay, cool. Oh, wait, it already is. That's fast. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so in, on March 8th, 2011, during a game between the Montreal Canadiens and the Boston Bruins, there's a player named Max Pacioretty. He was playing for the Canadiens, and he was involved in one of the most devastating collisions in the NHL at the time. With Zdeno Chara. Zdeno that's Chara. A that's really played, a name you could chew on. Yeah. Zdeno Chara, he played that's for the right Bruins name. for a really long time. He. Actually, I'm going to look this up real quick. I, I want to I be sure I tell you the right oh information. Because when I tell you he this. didn't prepare. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. He's, no, I, oh my God he's I, doing I know, live research. Oh, I know oh a lot about this man, but I really want to know. Okay. Without skates, this man is six foot nine. Oh, that's too tall. Yeah, that's long a tall man. way to go he down. Is huge. He is from Slovakia. He is huge. And he's a second degree black belt. So if people ever tried to fight them, if you ever want to laugh, go on YouTube and type in Zdeno Chara fights. He literally throws people around like they're fucking toddlers. It's hilarious. Is it just like he's got got the hand on the top of the head and they're swinging wildly at him? So in in (laughs) hockey... Oh my God, he's huge. uh, In hockey fights, you grab the, the jersey like right around their neck and you use that hand to give them little tiny shots in the chin and then use your free hand to pummel them mercilessly. What he does is he grabs <laughs> them right there 
like gra- if you do that right now, like grab your own shirt right at your neck, he would grab them and just throw them around with that hand and then also <laughs> punch them. Jesus. It's fucking hilarious. But this I don't want to look this guy up because I don't want any spoilers for this story. Well, th- this story, it wasn't him fighting. I was just giving you a fun little sight. Oh, I, oh okay. I, wa- I watched the video. <laughs> well, so Max Pacioretty, he was going along the boards near the benches. Zidane Chara, again, six foot nine, lines up for a hit and he hits him good. But he hits him right where the glass starts because like there's no glass where the benches oh. are because the players uh, get on and get off. However, there's glass all the way around, but there is a hard stop there of glass. Pacioretty's head made contact with that glass stanchion. Uh, it's, a, it's a corner. Which, it's a vertical post. It supports the glass. The hit resulted in Pacioretty sustaining a severe concussion and fractured vertebrae in his neck. He uh, broke his neck. Uh, Immediately, yeah. they, everyone knew it happened. This is one of those moments where they stopped. Like The refs were like, okay, <laughs> that guy's fucked up. Is that what you're going to say? I... I was just groaning. Okay. You can groan. This is, a, this, is a, this is a groaning episode. So he was stretched off the ice. Oh, Bo just posted the video if you'd like to watch it. He was stretched off the ice almost immediately. He was taken to the hospital and he started to recover from his injury. So this incident sparked a huge controversy about player safety and the layout of the rink because at the time the glass was just a straight up like right angle thing that if you, again, if you hit your head there, it's going to break some shit. And they actually ended up changing it in the future to now be a rounded pane of glass, which made the game so much more safe. So this is the good part of the story is that, yes, he got injured, but it led to something good. Oh God, he really baseball, just blasts the, his face on that, that thing. They, added, they extended their nets in the foul because a lot of fans were going to hit by foul balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, unfortunately, it took someone getting hurt to do so. But thankfully, now, after the fact, less people are getting hurt. So... It is now a rounded, rounded pane of glass instead of a hard corner, and it has not happened since then. Nobody has been hurt on that thing. Until I get He's on the ice. Demolishing his face. Was this, in this dude video. okay? Oh my God. Pacioretty was sidelined, obviously, with the broken neck for the rest of the season. Thankfully, though, Max made Day-to-day. a full recovery and was back on the ice the following season, and he would still be playing right now, but he did get injured. He ruptured his Achilles tendon, and he's oh. on the IR. But oh. he's, he's 34, so hockey players play until their 40s. So he should be, I hope, okay to come back and continue his impressive playing career. But until then, right now, he is, he is in the IR. But he did come back, and he honestly, he looked great. Well, I'm glad he's not dead and or paralyzed. Well, yeah, it's yeah. a good thing. He just, he just had a back crack <laughs> yeah. in his neck. Like, you ever like, crack your neck, and you're like, oh my god, that felt so good. That's what he yeah. needed. I think he got stronger. I've, have you ever seen, uh, there have been a couple of musicians I've seen who've broken, who've, uh, broken or severely injured their necks on stage just from headbanging too hard. Your neck is very fragile. Yeah. Neil Fallon, the vocalist for clutch had an internal decapitation because he was headbanging too hard. What? His head literally got separated from his neck vertebra. Uh, he's totally fine now though. How good was that song? Was it, was the song a banger? (laughs) Yeah, it had, yeah, it he better did have been he, a fucking banger. They they wrote one of their best songs about it, the Decapitation Blues. <laughs> what a what a name. What a name. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> so, thoughts on um Broken Necks. How do we feel about Broken Necks, everybody? Not a uh, fan. Um Ouchie. Again, if it was me if it was me on the ice, it wouldn't have felt the thing. Me outside the ice. <laughs> ow. 
<laughs> Bo's got such a thick neck. You you think George Fisher has got a, a thick neck? So you think you think Corpse Grinder's got a thick neck? Bo makes him look like a scrawny little bitch man. Yeah, let's just say no one's choking this neck out. Exactly. When, when you post the um the teaser for this episode, post a picture of the Corpse Grinder guy. I will. And be like, broken neck, not this guy, but something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's neck is fucking crazy if you've never seen it it's holy insane. shit i'll send you, i'll send a picture of my neck it's thicker that. than his head he looks like it's just he looks like a mountain like like there's a tip of his head and then it just keeps going like sideways did you know that he's like a master at claw games we talked about this on this podcast uh, did we yes okay i good. don't i don't remember half the shit we say on this podcast who are you guys we talk a lot it's hard to remember everything. We were talking we were about, about people who, who get their aggression out, like metal musicians are really nice. Oh, oh it, was, yeah. it, was, it was on the last hockey episode. You were talking about, like, why do they fight so much? And it's every, they're so nice off the ice, and then on the ice, they just get out their aggression. It was quite literally this exact conversation. Lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're circling back, guys. We're big fans of Cannibal Corpse on this podcast. True. I do like me some Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, so there great. was actually a player who broke his neck in last year's NHL playoffs as well. Um, it was an illegal hit, like the, the Chara hit that's technically not illegal because it just happened to take place near the stanchion and it was just a really fucked up scenario. But this last year's playoff, somebody got boarded, which means if, if you're facing the boards, somebody hits you on the numbers on the back of your Jersey and drives your head into the boards, which is completely illegal. And a guy broke his neck at the end of last season and he is actually playing right now. He came back, hockey season just started. So that's pretty cool. Mm. But that was much more illegal. And when I saw the hit, what did I say? Clean. <laughs> Bo, Bo has this thing. We're on our hockey podcast. We, have, we obviously we look at hits. And Bo is our, Bo is our, our safety expert, and he's terrible at it because anytime something happens, Bo goes, oh, it's clean hit. There could be a guy on the ice bleeding out, and he's like, oh, he's clean. That's good. He's just when he faking it. Neck, uh, when he broke his neck, I said, clean hit. He's clean, clean hit. hit. He's faking it. Let him play. <laughs> Let him play. <laughs> this isn't my hockey. Left my hockey in my old days. This is my hockey back in my day. So yeah, what what do we think about that before I move on to my next uh, my next and final story? I the resilience think... of the human body is truly amazing. Yeah. Right? It's kind of wild. Amazing. Remember, it's like you can you can break your neck, you can fall out of a plane, all sorts of wild stuff can happen. But if you like fall down and hit the back of your head in a bad way, then you're it's it's all done. Like what happened to Bob Saget? R.I.P. 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 Sagman. We know you're up there making jokes. You think Bob Sagman made it to heaven? God, no. Yes. But yeah, well, it's I, comedy I heaven, so. which is regular people hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's having a great time. <laughs> I can imagine Bob Saget down there chumming it up with the devil. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's sitting right beside him. Just be like, what's up? I'm Bob Saget. I was on Full House. Sorry for slandering you your name, Bob Saget. It's very blue. It, his stand-up is so goddamn raunchy. I remember the first time I saw it, I didn't, I didn't know anything about him other than Full House. And I was like, oh, God, this is this guy. And it made it a lot better, obviously. I love, I love me some shit comedy. Yeah, I don't know how they even like hired, like why, how they even hired him for well, that show. He's a great what his stand-up is like. You look at him, and he doesn't look like the fucking, like he would like be a dirt bag. <laughs> He looks like a fucking white-collared man going to the office every fucking day. <laughs> but he's got a mouth on him. Oh boy, he got a mouth. <laughs> All right, let's move on to my final story. This one comes with a trigger warning. I'm going to be talking about some really gross shit. So, but how gross is it? What's it a trigger it? warning for? 
Um, I don't want to say, but just know that this almost ended in death a couple times. I think I can handle it. I think, ooh, a couple times. Yes. I'm excited. Tell me about it. You shouldn't be. No, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you you owe this to me, right? After what I did to to you during the dentistry episode? Um, should Bo and I leave? No, no, you're fine. (laughs) Just want me to berate Zach. No. So this I, is. I could leave. You, funny. I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of interested. Bo's been itching to leave since we started. He keeps saying he's going to quit and retire. This might be his moment. This is. I, I said. I, I declared. It's my last episode. Okay. So this is one of the. It, no, it is. It is the worst injury to ever happen in hockey, period. Oh my God. I don't think it will ever be beat. It is. Someone got a. Truly. Someone got truly an upset tummy? Terrible. Oh my God. <laughs> they got a splinter and it was so annoying. No. March 22nd, 1989. So a while this ago. This happened in March. Oh, man. That's weird to think about. Hockey the... goes on during March. Yeah. What, what, what's going on in hockey during March? What part of the, what part of the season is that? That's what relatively near the end-ish. It's, so everyone's it's... tired. That's well, when a lot of mistakes they're, happen. They're, they're fighting the harder to get to the playoffs. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So March 22nd, 1989, the Buffalo Sabres had a game that night against the St. Louis Blues. The Buffalo Sabres starting goaltender name is Clint Malarchuk. Now that's a name you can really chew on. It really is. He was known as the Cowboy goalie because he was from Calgary, Alberta, yeah. and they're really big with like cowboy stuff there. And apparently, <laughs> apparently one of his signing bonuses on a team that he signed for was just horses. Like they didn't give him any money, which <laughs> is kind of funny. <laughs> so he, yeah, he's, he was known as the Cowboy goalie. This happened with four minutes and 43 seconds left in the first period. Sabres were up one to nothing. There was a two-on-one rush, which means there's two offenders and one defender coming down into the zone toward Malarchuk. A guy named Steve Tuttle was charging the net, and the Buffalo defenseman... That's a name you can really chew on. <laughs> wait, wait for this name. <laughs> the Buffalo defenseman, his name is U Krupp, spelled U-W-E Krupp, K-R-U-P-P. Wow, say, that's say a it. name you can really chew there on. It is, there it is. <laughs> oh, fuck me! Krupp had Sorry. no, it says here, Krupp had no choice but to try and muscle Tuttle. And uh, Krupp was six foot six, so he had no problem pushing this person over. Unfortunately, Tuttle fell. He fell on his back with his skates relatively in the air. Malarchuk, as the goalie, went toward the, the puck to try and cover it and bent down. Tuttle's right skate became perfectly horizontal with the right side of Clint Malarchuk's neck. No, see, that's like no. the worst thing. That, that's why I yelled, fuck me. I saw it. I just saw it. I saw it. The carbon steel blade sliced clean through his neck, through his jugular vein. Oh, this is worst case oh. scenario. Now, I don't know if you guys know about the jugular vein. It's real important. A lot of blood going Pretty through there. Pretty important. Yes. Immediately, blood started flying out of this man's neck. That guy posted it. You can see... With every time that his heart beats, you can see blood flowing out. That's how it Ugh. works. It was a six-inch right, open wound. Ugh. I'll let you. I'll let you watch that. Just, just watch the like, the first few seconds of that, Zach, and then pause it because I'll I'll go over what happens after. Okay. Hold watch on. until he stands up and the blood starts flowing out. It a lot. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's a man who just had his throat cut. My brain. <laughs> that is that's number one that is terrifying for me 
Mm -hmm. So Malarchuk, he throws his mask off. Immediately, blood just starts flowing. And you, one, can see it because he's wearing a white jersey, but two, ice is also white. It's painted white for hockey. And it is pooling very quickly. Malarchuk was quoted saying, quote, I thought, well, this is it. This is how I'm going to go. Yeah. He also said, yeah. Then I thought my mom is watching because she has a satellite dish and she watches all my games. I just wanted to get off the ice as fast as I could because I didn't want her to see me die right there on television. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, I was just reminded of something that I've heard. And it may not apply in this because of the volume. But I heard once that because blood is so warm and ice is so cold, the blood will bounce off of the ice. Gross. Maybe? I don't know. Yes. I've never thought about that. Interesting. So there's a Sabres player. It happened right in front of him. His name is Dave Anderchuk. He was quoted in saying, people were throwing up in the stands. It was traumatic for everyone there. Mm-hmm. In just a few seconds, a three-foot pool of blood formed in the crease. A Discovery Channel episode that reenacted the incident showed it would have taken two minutes, 14 seconds for Malarchuk to bleed out completely. Since See, that's his what I'm saying. Was cut. Worst case scenario, you get your, one of your major arteries cut and you just bleed out on the ice before anyone can save you. <sighs> yes, that is awful. However, on a stroke of luck, there's a guy on the bench named Jim Pizzutelli. He was the Buffalo trainer and I believe the Buffalo trainer, he, I think he was the backup one or he wasn't supposed to be there that night, but he just happened to be there that night, either covering for someone or he was just there. He Man of hockey. Yeah. He was a former combat engineer in the Vietnam War. I don't know if it's, you know, people believe in religious stuff or whatever. But that man being there saved his life. Because Jim immediately saw what was happening. He jumped over the boards. He ran over to Malarchuk. He reached inside of Malarchuk's neck and closed the jugular vein with his fingers. He knew exactly what was happening. The guy who wasn't supposed to be there that night. He applied pressure to it, they got him off of the ice, and he saved his life. So Malarchuk was put on a stretcher, Pizzer, Pit, Pizzer, I can't say his last name, Pizzatelli, he stayed with him the whole time, just with just his fucking his fingers fucking, in his oh neck, holding his jugular vein wow. closed. And, uh, wow. I'm closing arteries here! <laughs> <laughs> and when they finally got him in the ambulance, another equipment man for the Sabres, his name is Robert. Simonok, he squeezed Malarchuk's hand, tell him to hang on, because Malarchuk thought it was all over. He asked, Malarchuk asked Rip to call his mother and call the team captain, or chaplain, because I guess they had a chaplain there. I'm not sure. I don't know if that's a thing these days. But he said, I figure if it's the time, I need him now. But unfortunately, the chaplain, it was his day off and he wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) It's just kind of fucked up. Kind of ironic that uh, the guy got his throat slit while he was playing for or against. The Sabres were involved. He played for the Sabres. <laughs> so, yeah. He got sabered while being a Sabre. They finally got Exception. him to Buffalo General Hospital. <laughs> Doctors were able to thread 300 stitches into his neck to staunch the wound. Oh my god. The cut had stopped just short of the internal carotid artery. Had that been sliced, Malarchuk almost certainly would have not survived. Period. Wow. Before I tell you the next part of the story, we'll take a break and you guys can discuss how horrible and horrifying this is. That's gross and scary. I discussed it. I saw it. So Ash, you don't don't want to watch the video? I watched it. You don't have to. It was gross. That is terrifying. 
If you want to watch this video, whoever's listening, look up Clint Malarchuk, M-A-L-A-R-C-H-U-K. You don't need to see it. Injury. It's the only injury when you type in Clint Malarchuk, that's what comes up. But if you're curious, go ahead. I mean, it's literally the reason why I always say that hockey is scary is because you're fucking flying around with knives on your feet. What happens if you get cut? This is what happens. (laughs) You almost bleed out unless you have a Vietnam combat vet next to you. Who will pinch your, <laughs> pinch your jugular vein closed. <laughs> Fucking Baraka-ass feet. Nice reference. Thank you. What's the moral of the story, Bo? Uh, always keep Vietnam vets with you. Uh, yeah. Wear <laughs> an armored neck piece when you play hockey. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. Like some... Everyone needs to be wearing gorgets. <laughs> yeah, all the time. So this actually is not the first time that this happened, though. It did happen later on in the 2000s to a guy named Richard Zednick. He got cut, but he was a skater. And he immediately knew what happened, and he skated off the ice as quick as humanly possible, and he was okay as well. At? Same thing, jugular. Oh my god! Oh, so what's his last? What's his last name again? Zednik, Z E D N I K. Oh, okay. I was like, that's not wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, but he he skated off the ice, and everyone knew he was cut, but they didn't know it to the ex- like to the extent of it, and he he got taken care of really quickly. Again, it was still horrifying, but he he ended up being okay as well. I so, hope now the NFL tr- has EMTs and paramedics on site and they specifically get training in how to deal with cuts like that the nfl well, probably should, not but the should, nhl yeah, yeah. Get cut in the oh, did i say you nfl get cut in- you said nfl yeah yeah you said NFL. <laughs> yeah there's 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 every about every bit of trainers and and you know medical staff on the bench 24 7 get, get jim to give him a seminar on on how to do that even in beer league there's a there's people get hurt in beer league where i play all the time and there's an ambulance. I swear they're like, they just hang out around the corner and just wait for calls because they usually get called like once a week. And they, when they do call them, they're there in like a second. Honestly, they probably they just know do. that people are going to get hurt. From what I know about how yeah. ambulances work, they just kind of post up somewhere and wait for calls. So if they know calls are going to come from there, they probably just go around the corner and get a burrito and wait. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so uh, Clint Malarchuk, yeah, he got 300 stitches. It was a six inch long gash along his neck. Now, some would think, hey, man, you just had your jugular cut. You should take some time off. But hockey players are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) The very next day. No. Clint Malarchuk sat for a press conference in the hospital saying he'd hope to get back in net as soon as possible. He was quoted saying, when you get knocked off the horse, you get back on. No. Two days after the accident, Malarchuk walked back into the stadium with Pizzatelli, the guy who saved his life, right back into the same crease. And 10 days later, Malarchuk was in the same crease, but playing hockey against the Quebec Nordiques. No. 10 days. Wow. No. Insane. No. Call it toughness. Call it stupidity. Call it what you will. That's not even hockey enough time for your stitches to heal. Are a different breed. It really is not. <laughs> <laughs> That's irresponsible. They should not have let him play. well so here's where the story takes another fucked up turn and trigger warning again people don't like um hardships and ptsd and things like that it happened again malarchuk said quote i thought i could just go on like nothing ever happened because that's who i was the cowboy goalie the tough guy and he said i thought i could handle anything that came my way not quite it turned out Here's where the story takes a little bit of a brutal turn. He went through a lot with this. After that, he played in the NHL for four more years, which is really cool. But after his playing career, he suffered from extreme PTSD, 
extreme alcoholism and he would have constant nightmares every single night because of this incident. Maybe, maybe he shouldn't have been playing 10 days after he had a near-death experience and a traumatic experience and he should have taken a little time to recover and gotten some therapy and let his stitches heal. And maybe you shouldn't just let people go back to doing stupid shit after they almost die. See, that's the today reasoning. And I appreciate that because self-care is, yeah, people, self-care is very important. Like we've learned that in the last 20 years and I really appreciate that. Let yourself heal, not only physically, but mentally. But back in, you know, 1989, they'd be like, here's a cigarette. Get back out there. You know, (laughs) rub some dirt on it. You pussy. Yeah. Call people Nancy boy and, and, and shame them into keep going, you know, like that's just how it was nice back then. dress lady. And then wonder yeah. why they jump off a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to go into the details too much because they are kind of extremely fucked up. But in 2008, he did attempt to take his own life with a rifle after mm. a period mm. of stress and domestic problems. Uh, initially, it was described as a hunting accident, but both Malarchuk and his wife later confirmed it was a suicide attempt. And the it did take guy. him a while to recover and to get back on his feet from that incident. Uh, it had to do with alcoholism, the meds that he was on, and just the current state of mind. It was just a cocktail of shit, and it was horrible. However, later on, Malarchuk released an autobiography called The Crazy Game in November 2014, and in the United States, it says the book was published with the title of A Matter of Inches, How I Survived in the Crease and Beyond, and it was made into a documentary, apparently, which I have not watched. I hope he's doing better now. Following its release, Clint and Joni Malarchuk were public speakers about topics covered in the book, such as obsessive-compulsive disorder, support for alcoholics in recovery, suicide prevention, and physiological trauma. And Malarchuk was a guest speaker at a Canadian Mental Health Association at the uh, International OCD Foundation Conference and a bunch of other places. And now Malarchuk and his wife travel and engage in a number of league-related incident and independent events having to do with mental health, OCD, depression, and retired athletes. So a lot of bad, but now he's doing a lot of good based on his experiences. Mm. Plus I'm glad that he's doing better. He's doing better, thankfully. And now goalies, if you look at goalies now, they actually have a little piece of plastic that hangs down below their um below their their uh their chin to protect them not only from pucks, but also that from happening. See the they are all wearing courgettes now. Good, good. Something terrible happened, but something good happened from that. We've learned and we've grown. So that's the story of Clint Malarchuk, how he almost died on the ice, how he was saved by a Vietnam veteran. He Jesus. went through some bad shit, but now he's doing good things and we're all the better for it. Can you ever really recover from having a man's hand in your neck holding your blood in your body? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's that's that takes a lot of therapy, I think. That would take me a lot of therapy. Like I would have to stop for a while and reassess yeah. some shit. Yeah. So again, sorry for bumming you guys out for a little bit, but Yeah, again. I'm sad. I'm retiring. What a bummer episode for me to retire <laughs> on. <laughs> From broken legs and finishing shifts to broken necks and 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 rule changes to almost getting your head lopped off by retiring. a knife on your foot to bow retiring. Sorry. Sorry. Are we supposed to talk about our favorite parts of the episode? I would love to talk about that. Hey, Bo. My favorite part of the episode. Bo, what was your favorite part of the episode? What did you learn? Oh, oh, what I learned. What's your favorite part? What's your favorite part? (laughs) 
my favorite part is when we were talking about me ice skating. Yeah, that was pretty great. That was probably like the highlight. Everything else was low life. Like, <laughs> they're all my favorite part was learning that hockey players call their time on the ice shifts <laughs> out of everything. I love that. That's your favorite. My favorite is all of the safety regulations that were put into place. After I like these that too. Injuries. Yeah, that's I still play hockey and I like safety. Guy. I like not being hurt. So I'm glad that each time they were proactive about making good changes to save people's lives and their Those necks. guys could no longer walk so I could run. Remember, hockey peelers are people. Hockey peelers. Hockey peelers are definitely oh people too. Let's make fun of the let's make fun of the guy who can't speak well. Yeah. <laughs> shame, on, shame on you people. <laughs> And that's my episode. Hockey that's players are peelers too. Hockey peelers. Hockey peelers are players. Are peelers, please. Yeah, I'm so glad I fucking retired. <laughs> <laughs> that's my episode. Again, apologies for the gory retelling of these things, but you know, shit happens. Yeah. I think that it's important information to know. And also it was gross. And also I was into it. And thank you for telling these stories. People love some gross shit. That's one thing I do know. And thank you for listening. I Except hope that you enjoyed this very oh. hockey pod from a very hockey man. Me. Uh, <laughs> if you like this episode and you want to listen to more, uh, they're not all this gross, I promise. You can follow us, uh, get, get get Dumped On Pod on Instagram. Except the dentist episode. You can send us an email at getdumpedonpodcast at gmail.com. Um, s- s- send us a message. Tell us um, really anything. We're... we're uh, we're pretty open on that front in terms of <laughs> what you want to say, you know, just tell us, just tell us your thoughts. We love to hear them. That's what this podcast is. And we want to hear yours. Um, yeah. I so, can use a pen pal. Email me, please. Yeah. Bo needs you want to give pal. out your personal yeah. email, Bo? No, 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 no. Bo at Bo dot Bo. And I hope wherever you are, you're having a great day. Okay. Okay. And thanks, stay bye. safe. Oh, stay Keep safe. Keep on dumping don't in let, the free world. Don't let a knife... <laughs> strap to someone's foot cut you on the throat because it's bad <laughs> okay bye, okay, bye. wear neck protection wherever you go ash and zach are super smart they went to college and learned a bunch of stuff and Bo and andrew didn't go to college and were able to sidestep mountains of unnecessary debt Ooh. what happens when you put them together and you try to make them learn well grab your friends let's listen together on Always wear a helmet, regardless of what you're doing. I learned helmets saves lives. Costs more than they save lives, really. Wait, that's terrible. And doctors. Fuck doctors, man. No, doctors are good.